Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 2, Episode 12. And with me today is... It's just me right now. <laughs> uh, my mom. Your mom. <laughs> I, think I, I think she did like five takes on that. Yeah. Five takes. I need a, a gag reel of all of these for later, <laughs> like in this season. <laughs> Uh, Bonus episode clip show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Kenny did like two takes. I think Luke did two takes, and uh, I think Tim did one. One and done. Yeah, Cassius Clay get, did one. So he's good people. Uh, well, Chris is not with us today. It's just uh, Ash and I. And actually, Chris was Bombing, in. Technically, he's kind. Of, he he was yeah. here. Yesterday, yeah, you know, he was here for the interview. I was not, and you're you weren't here, and now you're here, and he's not. So, yeah, so <laughs> it's half it's half as good on both. So it's just like one, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll probably get a bunch of ratings on this. <laughs> it's only a little bit of those guys. <laughs> oh man. Um we did an interview yesterday on Ken Marvel, Ken the Marvelous Marvel, and he's a Bigfoot researcher that um, I've been accustomed with and been with a long time, and uh, he, he's he's real close to my heart. So, I mean, he's just one of the guys that I, I'm really close to, and I, I think the world of him. So and he's got some interesting stories. So he was, the, he was the lead investigator for the TBRC after I left. And so he, he took on a bunch of cases, and, uh, and he's just... Just good all around guy. So, you ready for this interview? Oh yes. Okay. So we're gonna play the interview and then stop it and talk in a little bit. So, here it goes. Hey everybody, Bigfoot Bob Dominguez, and we're doing an interview uh, with um, one of my one of my good friends that actually I've I've done ton of research with and I've been in the field with countless of times. Uh, Ken Marvel. Yes, sir. It's it's good to have you on the show. Bigfoot Bob, man, it's a pleasure to be talking to you again. Uh, uh, thanks for inviting me on the Bigfoot Club, man. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, I mean, because um, whenever whenever I got this thing, the Bigfoot Club back, you know, I mean, ongoing and stuff like that, you know, the, the three people I thought of getting on the show was, was Luke, Tim, and then you. Mm-hmm. So, but you got a, got a good roster up there. You had the heavy hitters before me, man. Oh, <laughs> Tim and uh, Luke—that's that's some ball players there. Yeah, the grandfather of Texas Bigfoot and Cassius Cassius Clay. 
Oh yeah, Cassius. Oh, great guy out in the uh, in the field with. Great guy. Um, I wanted to get started about you know how how you got started in, in Bigfoot. Can you can you touch on that and uh, we can go from there? Sure, sure. Uh, my interest started when I was a kid, and it was 1967 watching the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and he puts on Bob Gimlin, and we all saw the famous. Bigfoot shot that he did in, in uh, uh, Northern California. Uh, Bluff Creek. And, uh, yeah. And I remember the reaction to the crowd when Patty was walking along that creek and, and, and Carson's reaction. And they must have showed it three or four times before they went on to a different segment. And I remember him just saying, how fascinating, how fascinating. Of course, they could have been doing that just for the guests, but it was fascinating to me. It's like, how could something like this exist if nobody knows about it? Yeah. And, and I'm, I, was, I was 10 years old at the time, so, of course, now do the math, you know how old I am. <laughs> but uh, uh, after that, I couldn't get enough of it. I remember hearing a story later on of Paul Harvey. You remember Paul Harvey, right? Mm-hmm. And now you know the rest of the story. Uh, he uh, is doing this little uh, report in Oregon of an old woman who has something trying to come through her front door. Mm-hmm. She calls the local sheriff. The sheriff pulls up, and the thing is still there. He's got his uh, headlights on it. He has a spotlight on it. He re- he reports in saying, there's something eight foot plus trying, and then it rips the door off the, the house. Wow. If I, it drops the door and it takes off. Well, I'm listening to this. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> So uh, after that, I just get more involved in anything I could read. Uh, the Yeti, uh, then uh, I always thought Bigfoot was in the Pacific Northwest. Right. And, of course, then the uh, the Internet pops up, and one of the first things I do a, a search on is Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's when, I, I, later on, I discovered that uh, there's Bigfoot sightings and reports all over the country. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm really into it, okay? Uh and at the time, I, I needed a, a different hobby. I had to get out of the house, right? And uh, I said, you know, I started following all these reports. I'm going, trying to find somewhere local I could go to do this because I'm going to find me a Bigfoot. That's all there was to it. And I got a friend of mine who uh, uh, loves camping, and we went out to um, uh, out east to Cattle Lake in that area. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I was using the TDRC map, now, I wasn't with them at the time, but I used their map of sighting. And it was a huge cluster in that Louisiana, uh, Texas area. Yeah. And, so that's what, and we went out there. And that's, as a matter of fact, right after that, uh, I met you, uh, you and uh, Craig Wilhater. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were interviewing me uh, to join the group. Right. And, uh, and so anyway, that, that's how that started for me to get involved in it. So yeah, I think at the time I was I was I, I want to say I was in charge of uh, recruiting for TBRC because I I think I did like the first initial when someone submitted like an email or uh, interest and I would reach out and I reached out to you and then uh, uh-huh. we asked you some questions and then like if I liked your answer then I would go to the next phase and have like another TBRC member you know Craig um, uh-huh. meet you in person and I know we met somewhere. I want to say in Farmers Branch, 
at some Mexican restaurant. Do you remember? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. A Mexican restaurant. Go figure. Uh, it, it, it was in uh, Capel. It was in Capel. Uh, because it was right down the road. I suggested that because it was right down the uh, road from my office. Right. Uh, so that's where we met. And I just told you guys what I just said about going out east there. And um, uh, you've been out to Cattle Lake. Yeah. Uh, that that's a place to do some. Uh, we we did hear some some noises at night, and I was in a tent that whole time when I did that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, my friend says it's not that it's probably just deer. Well, maybe. Uh, I remember I put fruit out uh, uh, about maybe twenty yards from the from the campsite into the woods, and uh, apples, oranges, and things like that. And every one of them was gone except for, uh, I think it was a green apple. Nothing was laying around. Mm-hmm. So something grabbed it and took off and, and ate it. You know, so I thought, ooh, this is cool. <laughs> what could have this been? What, uh, uh, I was going to ask, what, what, what got you uh, the idea of like trying to, like, you know, trying to feed it or anything like that? What, I mean, just curiosity or what? Curiosity plus uh, reading a lot of reports mm-hmm. people would leave food out you know or this thing is uh looking through dumpsters or wherever looking for something to eat you mm-hmm. know and, and that's how i did it I, I i my impression at the time was bigfoot was just an ape of some sort right. you know it's a, probably just a dumb animal and this is going to be easy i'm going to get it on camera i'm going to get recordings yeah this is going to be too easy well <laughs> you know that I got a different uh, insight on it now, but yeah. so, uh, but yeah, that's how that started for me, man. So, so Ken, you said when yeah. bef- bef- while this was going on, you had this like this is a dumb ape type animal. What was it that switched your thinking to that it's more than just a dumb ape? It's a great question. Uh, I had some personal things happen to me uh, out in the out in the woods uh, at night. Uh, I know for a fact it's a physical being, okay? Uh, and I've been uh, over different uh, arguments with people and just discussions. I, I, th- this thing is a lot more intelligent than we're giving it credit for. And uh, being out in the woods, you're in its backyard and in its environment, okay? And they're going to be smarter than you out there. Your regular camper, your fisherman, your hunter, your hiker, no matter what. Uh, you're in their territory, yeah, absolutely. And hope, and hopefully, you're in the territory where they're friendly, and they're just watching you, and that's all there is to it. Uh, I, I have read, I've read some reports that were just horror stories. Okay, people, uh, what's happened to them in the woods? And I look back and I think, my God, I'm spending the middle of the night in creeks, dry bed creeks, you know, waiting to hear something or see something. Uh, how stupid is that now? Oh, mm-hmm. Looking now, I think it's it's very foolish. Uh, Bob, you and I were <laughs> we we've done that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, no, we have. Uh, but to uh, answer your question, uh, it's just per- I, I firmly believe that it's a physical being, and they are much more intelligent. And uh, uh, you know, you guys, I've read reports and talked to people who have seen them, been within feet of them, and they say this thing had intelligence in its eyes. Period. Uh, okay, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's. I can't get anything. Go ahead, go ahead, Bob. I was just no. I was gonna say that's that's kind of hard hard to argue with whenever you you're 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 up against people that you trust, and uh, 
and 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 you yourself have a have a firsthand encounter with um you know pers- you said personal things happened to you in the woods that that made you uh, flip the script on on this being a smart being I, I like the fact that you touch on your 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 very um firm in the fact that it's a it's a physical being because I know we talked a little bit uh, off the mic before we got on the show about, and you asked me what what my idea of Bigfoot was, and and um, the, our listeners that listen to the show know that I I said in the realm of of the the shapeshifter type of you know the spiritual realm, and I I love the fact that you 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 state so clearly that you are one hundred percent sure that it is a physical intelligent being. I I, I like that. Um, it hearing hearing um i guess uh, testimonies like that make me believe more that there is something out there that's that's uh-huh. that's and i'm not saying you're trying to make me believe i'm not going in that realm because oh, no. because uh, because bob over here he he tells me his stories but he's not trying to make me believe i'm just yeah. i'm just putting it out there that 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 helps me um helps me get closer to to possibly believing that there is a physical being out there such as a Bigfoot because you're so adamant about it and you have no agenda. That's number one. You have no agenda behind no. it. So, no, I don't. so I appreciate that. That's, I just want to tell you that. Well, I, thank you for saying that. Uh, you know, the, the way I look at it now, I'm out of the Bigfoot research business. I just, I don't agree with it anymore, mm-hmm. but, I'm, I, but I'm still fascinated with the subject. And I know there are some good people out there that are doing research. I know, you know, and I miss working with some of those guys. But I, I'm in. I'm at the mode now where I know where they're at. For example, I have a cabin in the Kaimichi Mountains. I know they're there, right? But what I try to do, and I leave food out for them, and the food's always gone, or whoever's eating it. I know I, there's. I got a, a fat raccoon that's running around. I know he's getting into some of this stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> probably Fox and everything else. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to, I'd like to do more communicating with them. Mm. I have found some things left for me on my, on my back deck of my cabin that, okay, who, who what, where, when my wife would say, Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a nest. And then she starts to look at it like a, a bird. For example, uh, I have a grill that's in and underneath the grill. I found this nest it looked at a bunch of straw and sticks all put together and i said uh hey, look at this something's creating a nest down here and she goes uh, i don't think something did this she goes look how articulate this thing is look how it's like somebody took a uh, you know uh, some a knife to it and, and made these precision cuts that's okay because now my my mind's going, hey, did Bigfoot know how to use a knife? Now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's got pliers and he's done. So I looked at that for a long time. I said that that's pretty wild. And I've had other things like that. I think they're mischievous uh, is all hell because uh, they haven't in- tried to intimidate me and my wife while we're up there, but they seem to come out when she's there. And we have a, a rain barrel that's out there, and uh, a couple of the. Uh, things on my back deck and something is coming around around one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning and banging on it. And it's a, uh, uh, the first time it happened, it freaked me out because my wife was sound asleep. And I was like, please don't wake up. Cause you're going to have me go outside and see what the hell it was. 
Yeah. And, and, and I'm not moved. She did that one time to me, and uh, I went, went around, and I, after I woke up, I was walking around and going, what the hell am I doing? I don't care what's out here. Uh, but this particular time, it's banging on the, the rain barrel. Boom, boom, boom. And it would hit it three times, pause, boom, boom, and do it again. Mm-hmm. And this went on and on. So nobody reacted. We just laid there. I just laid there listening. And then it moves. I think, oh, it stopped. Okay. No, it moved to my back deck and started beating on a plastic storage bin that I had uh, up there. Bob, you know that, that big Rubbermaid yep. uh, storage? Okay. Yep. You, it, you, you it, were using to keep, like, firewood and, like, other stuff dry? Exactly. Right. It, it reaches over. Now, either it walked up on my back deck, which I doubt it, it would do, but it reaches over. And it has to, that, that banister on my back deck is six foot, plus six foot. It's got to be six. I can barely, I have to reach up to get the top. Yeah. Whatever it was, was not only reaching, but it was leaning over and pounding on that, that storage bin. And this is two feet from my head, okay? The, head, the headboard of the bed is up against the wall. And this is just a couple feet away. Mm. Now that freaked me out, Okay. And I just kept just concentrating and please go away. You know, I didn't feel like loading up my nine millimeter and, and or my spotlight and, and going out there and see what was there. And then it stopped. So uh, the next morning, I mean, I'm still freaking out over this. I'm thinking about it. And she didn't hear anything. But uh, I think we ended up packing up and leaving that same day uh, in, in the afternoon. I had the shakes. I mean, that one kind of spooked me get, being that close. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, Cause I know, uh, I know, I know for a fact, Kenny, I've, I've been up to your cat. I think last time I was up there probably like 2018, but like before that I, I, we would go every year, like, like two or three times a year. And I know once I was up there with you and you know, I was up in uh what do you call that? That little, that little like attic space where you sleep and stuff. Oh, that, the, the, yeah, the loft. Yeah. I was, I was up in the loft. And so, Anytime I'm up there, I gotta come down in the middle of the night, like at one or two in the morning. And I have to pee. And it always, it always, I go, okay. So I go out and I go out to go pee, and I could hear something going to town on a rock. Maybe I don't know, probably like two hundred yards away. You know, because there, there's big boulders yeah. over over oh. your property, right? Oh yeah, the whole the whole mountain is rock. Nothing but rocks. So this thing's going to town on rock on the rock at three in the morning. I didn't even bother to wake you up or nothing, but it was just pounding, pounding, pow, pow, pow. And I was like, I was peeing and stuff. And I go after like two minutes, I go, I hear you. I yell it really loud. I hear you. And it, and it, and it pauses like for eight seconds and then starts going pounding on a rock again. <laughs> so it's trying to communicate with, with someone else, I guess. I had a, a, another buddy of mine took him up there. This is maybe a year, a couple of years later. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he's sleeping on one end of the cabin. I'm on the other end. And you talk about a guy who can snore. Good God. <laughs> yeah. This guy could wake this guy. He upset the balance of nature when he snored. He, he wake up anyway. Uh, oh, anyway, I'm, I'm sound asleep and I hear, Ken, Ken. Uh, I wake up. What? What? What's the matter? There's something pounding on the rain barrel out there. I said, really? And so I sat and listened to it. I didn't hear it. I said, you're mad. You go back to sleep. I don't know why. He goes, I'm telling you, there's something out there. I said, well, get up and go look. I ain't going out there. So we went back to sleep. Jen, Jen, what? It's on the back deck. There's something out there pounding on your back deck. So I said, I'm not getting up, Al. Whatever's out there. 
course, I already had a, had a couple of beers in me, so I'm not. All I want to do is go to sleep. Yeah, and and so he, uh, I just so the next morning he's fascinated with this. He goes, "What kind of bear would do that?" I said, "Well, there are. Uh, I believe it's brown bear that's up here, but uh, I've never seen one. I've never even seen their tracks. What else would do that kind of pounding?" Now he's skeptic. Okay, yeah. he, he just got to see it that to believe it. I said, well, I'm going to tell you the truth, Pete. What I think it was was a Bigfoot. It came around once before to do this. I think it's come around again. Now now they're messing with you, you know, like they do my wife. Yeah. And, and so uh, he just, well, I don't know about it. But so it hasn't happened. Uh, we ended up putting a solar light in front of the outhouse because everybody was complaining when they got to walk to the outhouse. It's so dark up there. They can't see where they're going. Yeah. So, so I put a solar light uh, in the beginning uh, in front of the outhouse and suddenly the banging on the rain barrel stopped so mm -hmm. that kind of that kind of activity has gone away but this but there's always something yeah uh, you, know, you just don't look and you oh oh where did this come from you know? um but <clears throat> i wanted to get back and uh to you were kind of saying earlier i'm gonna i'm double i'm backtracking here um you were saying about how you don't do research anymore and you're kind of into just you know just trying to communicate with them. What what kind of got you? What because I to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of this, and but you know everybody knows the point of view that I have when it comes to like groups and documentation and uh, other Bigfoot groups. So I just wanted to get your take on what why you don't why you're at where you're at right now. I don't do the research anymore. Uh, well, first off, I, I wouldn't get involved in an organized group, research group. Mm -hmm. I, uh, there's a lot of people that join these groups that can't even spell research. All right. Yeah. And I, I and, and other people have other agendas, like Chris had mentioned before. Uh, uh, I personally know some people who are out to get that million dollar shot mm -hmm. that, that they're never going to get. Right. Right. Uh, the shot mean on a camera or, or something, some evidence. We all know that they're there. So just go out there and be yourself. You want to have a Bigfoot sighting or hear some Bigfoot activity, just go to an active area, throw up a tent, you know, start yourself a fire, just be natural, talk to people. Something will happen, yeah, especially if it's an active area. Yeah. And that's how I found the best way to do this is just, just be yourself out in the woods. It's, it's amazing what can really happen. But uh, getting back, why well, I, I just got jaded with the, the the whole research group thing, you know, uh, the schedules and and things like that. There's a lot to it. If you have a full time job and a family, it's you know it's hard to drive a hundred miles to go do something for a weekend, so right. or, or less. But yeah, you know, the politics involved in it. You know, suddenly everyone's an expert because you're in a research group. Come on, you know. Yeah. Every, you know, so that that just turned me off. So I. Yeah, you know, I got out. But again, I'm I'm still interested in the subject. And when I go out into the woods now, it's uh, I'm not. I don't have any recordings. I don't have anything. I don't even carry a weapon anymore like I used to. Right. Uh, except a pocket knife. And uh, go ahead. I was just you know, I was just going to ask. Is there any? Because uh, I know you don't do research anymore. Um, no. I, I know that for a fact. Because because number one, I know you, but no, our listeners mm. don't. But um, what? If you were, if you were to point out people that in the field that are that interest you or uh, that you like, that whenever you were doing research or even now or like going forward, 
Is there any researchers or any like groups or any individuals that you find that you like and want to bring into the light? Oh, well, yeah, there are some really good. Let's go back to the TBRC uh, in the, in the beginning there, uh, Jerry Heston. Yeah. Uh, he, a very bright guy. And uh, he was great out in the woods. Okay. He he was was very detailed. Yeah. He was always looking for things. I mean, he showed me a few things. Yeah. Uh, Gino Napoli was uh, similar because of being a deer hunter, he knew how to track and he could find things uh, pretty good. So I I, I like Gino. Yourself, uh, old Cassius, uh, you know, Tim Clay. He was great. Yeah. He's great to be out there with. Um, And then, of course, Buddy. Uh, but he was pretty gung ho, um, and uh, you know <laughs> he he probably entertained the Bigfoot more than he did anything else. Yeah. But uh, but he took a lot of pictures. He documented. He was well detailed with his uh, report. Uh, this thing that he did with Brown Spring is is just short of amazing. Huh? Um, um, well, Luke Gross. Yeah. Luke, I learned I learned a lot from Luke. Uh, he was great to work with. So uh, those guys. Pretty much, Bob, and you got to be able to trust the people that you're with, and it's it's great yeah. that you know them. So that's yeah. Uh, uh, I, I like how you how you you ended it with being able to trust uh, because I get a sense that you stopped uh, um, and, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong, please. But I get a sense that you separated yourself from groups because of that trust factor. Is is that is that safe to say? Yes, uh, not just the trust, but. The bullshit. Yeah. You know, Chris, I mean, some people, you go to a meeting and nothing gets done because everybody's arguing about what they think they know about Bigfoot or, yeah. or what someone else. There's no experts out there. I don't care who you are. There's no experts out there. Yeah. And it's just people who, and I'll tell you who the, the people you may want to call the experts are the ones who aren't updating reports. Yeah. The ones that are living with them and know that they're there. And they're the ones that are feeding with them. They're associated with them somehow or another. Those are the experts. Yeah, I love, I love, I love the trust. Um, when I look at um, the group, uh, obviously you, uh, Bob, uh, Tim, and Luke are the only ones that I know or had any kind of, of uh, conversation or, or talk to or whatever. And when I look at it, it's 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 so cool to me how diverse the group is for one because y'all all have your own way of thinking about what bigfoot is y'all have your own uh ideas of um of uh, bigfoot activity and all that and yet y'all all come together and the one thing about all of y'all is y'all trusted each other you know without a doubt try to convince you that I'm right or Bob's right or this thing exists and you can go sit in the woods and have a beer with it. Yeah. I'll, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never tell you that. Uh, it's a, this, I, I, I do something like, okay, this is what we have. Hey, enjoy it or decide what you want. With yeah. It. Yeah. It's like the videos that we, we got, we collected over the years in the early aughts. I mean, we had some amazing stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and we, and we try to keep it as quiet as possible within us, but, we would show other people this, and they go, "My God, what is that? What are you kidding me? What is it? That that can't be somebody in a suit." We had something unique, yeah. but uh, yeah, we just didn't like to uh, really show it. And but we, our point was, "Hey, this is what we got. Look at this. Hey, do what you want with it. Yeah, I mean, take, take it or leave so, it. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and exactly. I and I love that because 
you know, if, if I want to believe something, there's nothing that you're going to do that's going to make me believe it until I decide to believe it. You know, right. it's, it's just, that's just the way it is. And, um, I, I love the fact that, that all of y'all, one of the things that, that, that Tim said to me, he was like, he appreciates my skepticism on it. He appreciates the fact that, that, that I've, I've been around Bob and I've been around this for just the time that I have. And I'm not just jumping head first and saying, Oh, I believe in Bigfoot. And I truly appreciated that from Tim because it just, it, it, ever all those little things that add up and add up and add up just, it, like I said, it's it's not that y'all are trying. It's just uh, you're not trying to convince me. You know, you're not you're not trying to just push it down my throat and say, hey, you've got to believe this. You got to believe this. You're, y- y'all are all saying, hey, this is what we've been through. This is what we experienced. This is what we what we have. Take it or leave it. And I and I love that about all of y'all. It's 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 re- it's refreshing uh, to me to be able to sit down with a difference in opinion with somebody and be able to have a, 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 just a, a genuine conversation about it without one side or the other telling the other side you're wrong. Is, does that make mm-hmm. any sense? Of course. Uh, and Bigfooters, uh, we need people like yourself, okay, to, to say, okay, hold, hold the phone here. Let's tap the brakes. Now, you're telling me that this thing threw a, a what at you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have to have that. I mean, we've had big rocks thrown at us. Okay, and it's pitch dark. Now, uh, there was a time, this is back, uh, we're at the cabin, and there wasn't a lot built around. Uh, and we were at this one, <laughs> way at the end of this road. It was, I mean, you turn your lights off, you couldn't see the hand in front of your face. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how dark it was. And this big rock come flying over our heads and landed. Thud. Uh, okay, what now? And I said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I, tur- I turned my floodlight on, and uh, of course it, Nothing. You, yeah. you couldn't see anything. Yeah. But that was a big rock that hit the ground and rolled. So um, it, it's one of those things where, I, like somebody like yourself, Chris, if you were standing there with us, you would have seen that. You would have been going, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But but the, the rest of us would go, okay, they're, they're here. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, there's Bigfoot. Yeah. I think, I <laughs> think whenever that, ha- I was, I was there, whenever that happened, I, I, uh, I remember saying, uh, okay, I guess we're too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember when that moment happened. You remember where we were standing? Bob, yeah. it was cold. Yeah. And we had that, we're in the fire pit yeah. right next to the fire. And uh, that thing landed and we turned around and all of us threw our lights out on it. Of course, we didn't see anything. But just prior to that rock thrown, you and Tim were saying, hey, why don't we throw up a tent? Let's sleep out here in a tent. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was saying, no, you're not sleeping out here. <laughs> and then when the rock hit, uh, I said, so you guys want to get the tent? No, hell no. We're going no I'm going to the cabin. I think yeah, I, we're all inside. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Bob shared that on the, on the, on air, but I think he's, I think we've talked about that before. Uh, you and mm-hmm. I, Robert, I think we've, we've, yeah. we've discussed that because I, 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 I remember the, Hell no, we're not camping here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're not staying here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great. It, you're big and brave until something happens, like a you know a fifty pound rock comes flying past you. Yeah. Go, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's let's revisit this. Yeah. And I know yeah. I know uh, Bob's talked a, a lot of times. People are like, I want to go in the woods. I want to go in. The woods. He's like, No, nah, you don't. You know, you no. really don't until you get out there. And then when you get out there, you're like, I want my mommy. I want to go home. And uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> So yeah. 
I, I, I love that that here's these you know here's this group of Bigfooter you know y'all are y'all are out there for it and y'all are like screw that I'm not staying here he's chunking rocks at us so oh yeah I remember when we first were going out there and it's all cool during the day right yeah. and even at dusk you're going hey yeah I, I hope something comes by then suddenly midnight comes it's dark as hell and you hear an armadillo you know, an armadillo sounds like the Red Army coming through the woods. They right? do. Yes. They yeah. do. Yeah. They go, is that Godzilla? What is that? <laughs> and, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, I, I love, I still love going out and being in the woods. And even at night, it, it's a, still a lot of fun. But you, again, I, we talked about it. You just have to be yourself. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Don't bring cameras. You know. But anyway. So that was the first part of it. Um, you know, uh, talking to Kenny, <laughs> talking to Kenny, I actually didn't know that story about him, about Johnny Carson and yeah, I mean, the Roger Patterson stuff. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I think I, I was I was actually too young for that. Was, yeah, me too. I was born in seventy, so. <laughs> um, you were? Did you did you look any of that stuff up? Uh, the Johnny Carson. Yeah, um, I couldn't find anything. You couldn't find anything. Okay, so probably took it off. Um. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. Any any thoughts on the first part of this so far? It's interesting. I was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of shocked when you paused it. I was like, did it break? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the part where I go. Yeah, this part <laughs> this part is like uh, it's a little mixture of um, the, like the beginning, uh, TBRC, uh, stuff in his cabin. Um, yeah. You know, his patterns and stuff like that. So uh, that's that's. Yeah, man, I think. I was back in Arkansas when you were over there, and I was like, "I'm just down the road. You need to come pick me up." And y'all yeah. never, y'all never did. <laughs> and I hold that against you to this day. Well, you're here with me now. Now, <laughs> so now is in the middle of the city. Now's now. Presence now. <laughs> okay. Christopher so. walking is not quotes is not advice. You did that to my sister. <laughs> She doesn't know. What are you going to know now? <laughs> she hasn't been listening. Okay. Because she's doing school. We're safe. <laughs> okay. In the- like six months, she'll know that you did that. Yeah. I'll say, what? What are you talking about? But um, <laughs> the second the second part of this is um, TBRC, Deborah Thornton. I know we talked about Deborah Thornton in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, that was um, Mind Your Ends and Peas. So some part of that, and then uh, we talked about it with Lou Gross, and mm-hmm. then we talked about it with Tim Clay. So this is Ken Marvel's perspective on it. So we're gonna we're gonna continue the video. I mean the audio here now. Kenny, um, do you want to? Is was there any was there any cases in the TBRC while you're in the TBRC that stand out to you that you want to talk about, or or you want to give mm-hmm. some insight or some background? Uh, yeah, there was one particular report that really shook us all up. Uh, Unfortunately, it came to a dead end, but it's a fascinating story. It may or may not be on the, what is that group called now, Bob? It's called, Uh, uh, it's called the North American Wood Ape Conservancy. uh, No, no, okay. No, no, okay. No, all right. Um, It may or may not be under their Lamar County reports. I don't know if it still is or not, but uh, we get a report in from a gal. Her name was Deborah Thornton. Mm. And she's in uh, Paris, Texas. Uh, she uh, was attacked. Uh, I think the re- I think the event happened in '82, 
and they, her and her husband having marital problems, uh, they're trying to drive out to the country uh, by Lake Crook to um, uh, try to resolve some of these things. Mm-hmm. So they get they take the old Lake Crook Road, which is no longer, and it was just a mud pit, and they got stuck. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get anywhere. He says, well, there was a tow truck or a garage about about a mile back, back so I'm going to get out and walk. So he, he leaves her there, and she's in the passenger side of this truck, and then suddenly something comes well, reaching into the driver's side window. It was huge. Mm-hmm. It couldn't even get both shoulders in, the, uh, but it was reaching for her and grabbed her leg. She is freaking out. And she starts screaming and yelling. And this thing, he, she could see the face. She described the face of this thing to the T. Mm-hmm. The fact that she, it had blood, it smelled of blood, uh, like a, a fresh kill. Because she could see the blood on its mouth and on its teeth. Mm-hmm. And she's, uh, she just knew then, this thing was trying to get her out of the car, uh, or out of the truck, rather. And if that happened, she was going to die. Mm-hmm. That, that this is what's running through her head, and I, so I said, "Okay, let's let's right, stop here for a minute." I said, "What it was the thing male? Was it female? Could you tell?" She, oh, it's definitely male. I said, "Well, how did you know that it was male?" And uh, first, she tells the height has to be around seven to eight feet. It would stood well over the pickup truck. The shoulders were massive. It, she couldn't. He couldn't even get one of the shoulders into the truck. Just a long arm. I said, you know it's uh, male by house. She goes, because he had an erected penis. And I about dropped the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I go, good God, are you kidding me? Yeah, here I am just getting involved in Bigfoot research, doing reports, and this yeah. is my like one of my first ones. I go, yeah. what? Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I said, I got to call you back. So I called Luke Gross. Mm-hmm. Luke, you're not going to believe who I'm talking to. What I'm uh, explained to said, told him the same thing I told you. He goes, "Kid, her name and number. Don't drop this one, Ken. We're gonna, we're gonna. This is going to be something. This is amazing. I mean, we got a firsthand encounter. So, so physical, I called her back and physical, physical but, one, right? It was that was the first. Oh physical yeah, one this, yeah. Well, she had scratches after mm-hmm. it was all said and done. So while she, he's trying. He, She's sliding now to the to the driver's side. Okay, it's the, the front seat was one long long seat. Yeah, and she reaches down. There's an empty Pepsi bottle, and she starts banging this thing on the arm and the hand as hard as she can. Suddenly, there is another scream out, outside the truck, and she looks through the windshield, and there is a very large female. Next to her was a smaller female, and I, of course I. How do you know she's their female? Well, because she could see the breasts. And she knew something terrible was going to happen to her if she got outside that truck. Mm-hmm. So, but as sudden as the scream happened, he let go of her and turned around and just kept on walking. She said they were headed towards Lake Crook. So, uh, I remember Luke, when I told Luke this, Luke said, well, this is the matriarch probably is telling him, leave her alone. We got other business to go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So she's hysterical. She jumps out after she loses sight of him. She jumps out of the driver's side and starts heading back towards town on this road. Mm -hmm. And she has mud up to her knees and and of course the blood. And here comes her 
ex-husband with the, the a tow with a, another truck. They're going to get him towed out of there. And he jumps out and says, "What? What the hell is wrong?" And she's just screaming hysterically, crying this and that, trying to tell him what happened. Mm. And he has to slap her. So now get it together here. What is going on? Well, she was attacked, and he thought, "Okay, some guy tried to you mm. know attack her." And then when she described it to him. He just couldn't. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. So that that was the report. Now we did a lot of extension after that. We're out there visiting. Uh, well, we actually went out there in energy. Remember, with there yeah. had to be ten, ten of us, Bob. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was like me, you, Luke. I think Gino. Uh, I'm not sure if Craig was there. Um, maybe Dana. And- yeah, he, he was there. Cassius was there. Dana. Uh, the cop. The, the your buddy. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, uh, the uh, former Bi- cop, Billy Billy Simmons, exactly. He was there, and there, and we all got. We had cameras on her. We had microphones in front of her. I mean, you talk about intimidating. And we're, we're asking her to tell a story. She told it just like it happened on the report. Everything. We even asked her a few questions, different ways to ask it mm-hmm. to see if we got a different answer from her. Yeah, and and she stuck to everything. Well, we took a break, and I remember standing outside with Billy. And I asked him, okay, you, you, you've been involved in interrogations before an investigation. I said, what, do you think we're getting stroked here? I mean, or is she really, uh, um, you know, she, she telling us the truth. And he says, can something happen to her? I mean, I, I, I'm convinced that something tra- traumatized her at, back in when this happened. Uh, now, whether or not all that's the truth, I, I can't tell. Now, without some more questioning, but gosh, something happened to her. So that was that was pretty good enough for me. The problem is we couldn't get any more evidence after that. Yeah. So uh, we had there was no other witness, and we did interview the ex-husband, and he told us the condition that she was in when he found it when he came back with the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, um, other than that, you know, but a lot of people blew it off. Other people that we talked to that knew them back then, well, they, they were all they were both meth heads, and and they just thought, well, they were probably speeding their ass off when this happened. You know, so, mm-hmm. Well. Uh, but that's as far as it got. The, the clinic that she went, got treated for with her scratches had burned down. So, uh, uh whether or not all the records were, but she couldn't get anything. So, right. uh, Luke said, we're done. We, we can't go any farther with this. Um, uh, that is it, I was going to ask was isn't the area where she got stuck in the, with the truck. Isn't that under a lake now? I don't know. Lake Crook is there. I, I think the old road, well, it, it's not usable anymore. And it's just growth has been uh, through the concrete. Um, now they got another road through there, but I don't know if it is, Bob. I don't know if it's uh, underwater I, or not. Cause I, I know, I know we tried, I think we try to go, go look at the area, but I think it's like submerged underwater now. I could, mm. I, I, I could be wrong. I haven't been over that area in years. Uh, so. you know, Ever since Lamar Point, I haven't really been around Paris, Texas anymore. Yeah. That was that was our stopping that was but, our, that was our stomping grounds for a while. Well, that's where we learned everything. Yeah, uh, that, I mean, we were being nursed along, uh, and Tim Tim put he worded it perfect for me. We were just being led to to, to getting educated. Yeah, right. We we're just being led <laughs> here and there and here and there. The Deborah, uh, Deborah Thornton stuff is the Kenny's story on this one was like more detailed than I remembered, and it was really good because I think he was like he was taking lead on it. Him and yeah. Luke, him and Luke were taking lead on it, 
And um, he had more detail on this one than I had, than I think Luke had, and then what Tim had. So it was actually pretty good to get his perspective on it. It just gets more horrendous. Yeah. Each time someone tells this story, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, the, I can't imagine. The blood, and then he said, then he, he said, you know, erected penis. Yeah. And so I don't remember saying that. So. That's horrible. So poor Deborah. All I can think of is like, you know, she's got trauma from that and she probably has like flashbacks. Yeah. I don't I don't recall actually talking about whether she was on she was under the influence either during or after or maybe prior to that. So maybe probably the 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 authorities or the game warden didn't take her seriously or something like that. But uh, I do recall. Well, it. I mean, honestly. Yeah. But that's that's even if she was as straight as an arrow. Yeah. It would be very hard for to find someone that would, you know, in that position. Yeah, that was that was tough because yeah. I, I think I think we asked her like 300 questions and I think six of them were rotating questions. We just right. like we asked her, you know, we reworded the questions and she never phased. She never altered or changed or diluted her story at all. From what I recall, it was it was like she was on point. It was like. She was determined to tell us that this was the truth. And, you know, like, you know, Billy Simmons is, you know, he's mm-hmm. former, former, you know, law, law enforcement and he believed her. So um, if he believes her, then, you know, yeah, that's pretty good. So, <sighs> But um, I can't even imagine. Yeah. How horrible. That would be. And then your only option is just to get out and run. <sighs> yeah. That would be terrifying. So I think the rest the rest of this well the the we continue on with um he had some stories out and I think he's gonna talk a little bit more about Paris and then he talks a little bit about some stories that he did after he got out of the the TBRC became a, a independent researcher. So we're gonna continue the the interview on here. All right. I remember putting t shirts out. I remember we were putting t shirts out to see if they would move. Yeah. Well uh, that, that I, I put a t shirt out that no one knew. No, absolutely. I was the only one that knew. And I even took it out of uh, the place that we were staying. I took it out of one of their sheds. And I put it in the area. Nobody was around. Nobody knew I put it there. Yeah. And and, and three hours later, this same T-shirt was at a different location. Uh, so, I mean, somebody picked it up and moved it to this particular. And I just kind of stopped dead in my tracks. And the person I'm with said, what's your T-shirt doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh... I got to tell you the truth about something here. I put that t-shirt. Does he put it there? I said, no, I put it a hundred yards over in that direction. <laughs> we did. We, we, you know, you know, we did a ton of that. Cause when I, when Tim was on the, on the show, he was talking about that one experiment we did where we we're putting uh, tires through that, that one uh, <laughs> yeah. a branchless tree. And like, we, yeah. were, we were putting a bunch of tires. We we're, like, we're on the ladder, putting tires through it. And then I think eventually we like peed on it and, the next night, yeah. the next night it got pushed over. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know there was something uh, about the colored black that they would uh, push over or, or move or, or you know or hide from it. Yeah, uh, and, and I don't know what what that was all about, but 
uh, yeah, we, we were pretty fortunate and, uh, because of what happened to us out there. I mean, this is why we all stuck together tw- you know, 20 years later, yeah. you know, or, uh, 16 years later. So, but yeah, that was the, the report that really moved me the most from the TBRC. Um, once I was, uh, out of the research business, uh, I had a, a buddy of my, a guy that is a buddy of my, my son. And says, um, "Hey, you still do this Bigfoot stuff?" I said, "No, no, not not really." He goes, "Well, I know this this couple. Uh, there, he's a doctor, and his wife is his assistant. They've been doing this for thirty years, and they had something happen to him up in northern Oklahoma, and she's still really freaked out about it. Matter of fact, she can't sleep sometimes. I said, "Oh, really?" He goes, "Would you talk to her?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good." I said. You, I can call her or she can call me. So we ended up getting together and I'm talking to her and she just tells me she's a, her husband's assistant. He's 65. He's still a practicing doctor. And she said, this can't go anywhere. What I'm going to tell you, because we'll lose our practice. I said, oh no. And I'm glad you brought that up because you don't need to get a Bigfoot research group involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't, don't go online. Don't do anything. You know, talk to me or talk to somebody else, but do not. And she goes, okay, fine. So this is a great one. And I thought about this for days afterward. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're leaving, uh, they're, I'm going to say it's near Woodward, Oklahoma. Okay. And it's, and it's, it's winter. It's a week before Christmas. And they just spent that uh, Saturday, Sunday with their son's family. So they're driving back and they see somebody crossing the road in the distance. And it, it goes down, it crosses the road and stands in the bar ditch. And, uh, she says, Oh, somebody must have some car problems. Let's pull up to it and ask them if we can give them any help. So they pull up. It's still standing there. They pull up. She rolls out her window, says, are you okay? Do you need any help? And this thing turned around and looked her direction. And that's when, and when she got her head wrapped around what she was looking at and she's 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. Okay. 10, 10 feet. And then she realized, and she went, Oh, had this gasping look on her face. Yeah, this thing looked at her and went oh, back at her. Mm. Right? It, it, like, it, it mimicked her. It, it, it was mimicking her. Okay, yeah. and it turned around and said, "Okay." Turned around, stepped out of the bar ditch, and walked back into the woods. And and uh, now, when this was happening, the the the, the doctor he's got to lean down towards the steering wheel to see. He couldn't see the the chest and, and higher. This thing was in a bar ditch. And was still taller than the car. Wow. Right. At, at 10 feet side, away. T- 10 feet. Okay. She looked this thing right in the eyes. Yeah. And I said, well, can you tell me what it looked like? Uh, any description? She goes, I'll tell you the one thing that I noticed the most. It had nothing but intelligence in those eyes. I mm. wasn't looking at an animal. This was no orangutan that escaped from a zoo. Yeah. This was a human being. And I thought, whoa. Okay. And I thought, well, no one's ever said that to me before. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, um, but yeah, she was, and, but that shook her up to see something like that. And the only thing, they didn't say a word till they got home. And she said, the only thing that could be was a Bigfoot. Yeah. Cause they, you know, you watch a history channel or a travel channel, <laughs> you know, you got Bigfoot mm-hmm. documentaries all the time. Yeah. Um, so uh, he, I, when I was talking to him, he got on the phone. The doctor said, okay, she's wrong about the height. It was more than a six foot. It, this had to be eight foot. And I saw it walking. This thing had more muscles on it than I, I've ever seen. And uh, they talked about the color and how it was, you know, shape, the width and, and everything about it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he goes, but I, don't say a word. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a practicing physician. I said, no problem. I promise you I'm not going to say anything. So, uh, uh, but that was probably, it, the, the reason why it was so compelling to me, because they were that close to this thing. Yeah. And she looked it right in the eye. And, and to me, that, and, and then, of course, the mimicking. Yeah, that yeah. That, yeah. that thing when you said because I remember you talking about the story and I had forgotten about it, but whenever you talked about it, that thing sticks out the most to how it responded to her response. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that yeah. that alone, I say, okay, this is not just a regular you know Bigfoot crossing the road and they see it and it's hairy and it's gone. Yes, yeah. this is yeah. this is like a reaction from your reaction. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that changed her look uh, about Bigfoot after that. I mean, one thing is watching them on TV and that kind of stuff, but you actually see something like that. It, yeah. it, it changes a lot. And uh, I said, what was on, you know, what was on both sides of the road? Well, where he was going was a peach orchard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. On, the other, on, on the other side was a golf course. And I said, well, he just shot 18. He's going to go get something to eat. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, I, yeah. So yeah, golf course, golf courses and cemeteries, I understand are kind of popular with Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, yeah, well, I think Ash mentioned that on another episode, she had asked that question. Why were they so attached to it? And I said, man, I have no idea. I mean, I, uh, I, I I get a peach orchard, but I don't get the the golf course, the golf course, or or cemetery, <laughs> or cemetery. Yeah, probably just cutting through. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's 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 a good a good uh, conclusion. They're just cutting through. Yeah, um, yeah, just cutting. Go ahead. No, no, I was just I just wanted you to finish. That's it. Uh, just to finish that up, it reminded me the the same guy who was telling me about this couple. Mm-hmm. He he's from Wichita Falls. He's a, a, a he trains uh, guide dogs, uh, fowl, fowl hunting dogs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a duck hunting guide as well. Anyway, he's uh, this is back in the late 70s. Him, his brother, uh, former Vietnam vet, uh, they go, they're going to do some duck hunting. They're very early in the morning, and he's about 50 yards in all these tall uh, weeds uh, around this lake. And uh, the, the brother goes 50 yards away. And within... 15, 20 minutes, the brother is running back towards him, grabs him and says, let's go now. And uh, he, what, 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 about, if, what about all our stuff? We're going now. Gets him in the truck, and the, and the younger brother is, is saying to him, what, what is going on? And the guy doesn't talk about it until he gets home. Yeah. And he says, let me tell you what I just saw. And he they just he described this thing was now the weeds are what six foot well, I forgot what you call that stuff that grows uh, near water they grow real high like cattails uh, yeah yeah there's another word I can't you can't find it now but um, he could see the top of the head and the thing had turned around when when was turning its head around when this guy spotted it. And he goes, well, this isn't supposed to be here, and I'm getting the hell out of here. And yeah, that's, yeah. And that's pretty much. No doubt. Um, yeah, so anyway, that that was part of that. And I said, well, what, did you guys ever go back? He said, our stuff was left there for a day. I had to go back with my father to go get it, and the stuff was strong everywhere. Oh, okay. So, but anyway, go ahead, Bob. No, I was just um – I, I, those those were two stories that you were out of the TVRC, right? Uh, the one, yeah, with the, the couple from Oklahoma, I was already done. I was probably 10 years uh, yeah. 
that's probably about 10 years ago now. Uh, but that one, uh, I don't know why it bothered me so much. I think the way she described looking yeah. into its eyes, that's what really got me. Yeah, so I, I, and, and I thought, you know, I don't know if I want to be that close and look into one of its eyes. You know, it, it may find something about me it didn't like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was almost not like it was playing with her or something. Yeah, that's a, I was like it was joking with her. Like it was like, hi, you saw me. Hi, I see you too, you know. Yeah, but, um, you know, it, it may have been an older one because it w- didn't seem to be in a hurry to get out of that bar. Yeah, I mean, it it stood there till they pulled up and then yeah. rolled down the window and that, and he just you know did, did his thing and then said, "Okay, I'm done. I got to get going." Or uh, he might have he might have yeah. had a, a couple too many at the clubhouse there on the <laughs> golf course after shooting 18. He had a good day and uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple shots of whiskey. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, another another thing that sticks out to me again is these are these are predominant. You know, I mean, uh, uh, not predominant, but uh, um, uh, uh, doctors, professionals, uh, yeah. professionals. That's yeah. where I was looking for. These were professionals. Uh, they were doctors, and again, they're like, "Hey, I got to tell this to somebody. I have to say something." But man, you can't get this out here because I'm going to lose my livelihood if somebody hears this. Right. Stories like that are like, you know, that, and again, I'm not saying it's Bigfoot, but it's something that they're like, hey, this is not normal. And if it gets out, I'm going to lose my my livelihood. I'm going to lose my profession and I can't do that. But yet they still have to say something. They have to to get it out and, and talk about it. Um, and, and I think that's a lot of times anybody with any kind of trauma, any kind of trauma. If you just hold it in and hold it in and hold it in, it's not any good. So um, that's another thing I liked about about you know you and and Bob and Tim and y'all were so uh, hypersensitive sensitive to these people's these people's wants these people's needs. Um, again, y'all weren't out there to get famous off of it. Y'all were truly out there to help people. Kenny, uh-huh. Kenny, I was going to ask you: Do you still have contact? Do you still have the this latest contact info? Oh, no, no. Okay. That was, uh, like I said, it was years ago, and she called me, and I, I don't know. I didn't keep it after that. You know, okay. It's just a, oh. that, would, that, uh, that would be an interesting story to go try, try to revisit. I wonder if it's on, uh, you, said, you, you said the town. I, I'll, I'll look it up after the show. I'll look up the county and see if that was ever submitted anywhere. Well, I, I, what, what I, uh, Bob, if you're really interested in this, I, what I could do, uh, my my son still stays in contact with the guy who turned me on to this thing. Okay, uh, I could find his number, give him a call, and say, uh, I don't know how far you want to go. They may not say; they'll say, "Hell no, I am not talking to anybody." Yeah, you know, about it's. But, I mean, it's it's you know, it's worth the phone call just to get some more. I would I would like to get more information from it. That's just me. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I can do that. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate you. Yeah, and if 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 they say no, then you know we got to respect that. Yeah, we extended our hand. Yep. And that's all we can do. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can do. Oh, they're probably retired now. I mean, yeah. that was when they're sixty-five and sixty-three. Yeah, and I'm talking now. Austin was probably eighteen, seventeen. Yeah, he's in his thirties now. So who knows? Yeah, you know. that's man. Anyway, so this story. I think, you know, I had forgotten about it, but I, whenever he was re, re telling it, I yeah. I recall him. I, uh, he called me and told me about the story, and, and what always stuck out of me was this: um, the whenever the lady rolls down the window and she asks, you know, do you need help? And 
she realized what she was looking at and then she did a gasp and then this thing did a gasp back to her that that always stuck out to me it's hilarious so it's like <gasps> and it was like <gasps> so it's funny but it would also be it'd be spooky too like yeah what what did what did you know what did you say while i was playing actually it was huh? playing you had said something about you know what if it was what if it was genuinely like that was <laughs> it was a genuine reaction like, like it was also startled like they want to help me <laughs> so you scared me lady so what are you talking about in in my face <laughs> um this part of this part of the the interview, we we go into Brown Springs and uh, we talk about Brown Springs, and Kenny Kenny does an insight on this that he he talks about two things that I don't re, I don't recall, and uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I, I mean one of them is I I I, well, I knew, but I just had forgotten because I had kind of thought about other incidents and other cases, and I thought it was I kind of blended it kind of bled into that. Yeah. But uh, this, we talk about Brown Springs, and um, uh, he goes over Buddy Britt's um, documentation on it, which was immaculate. But uh, we'll, we'll continue from here. We'll listen to the rest of it. Um, did you want to talk about Brown Springs at all? Oh, sure. Um, uh, we, great time. We actually, we actually did a show about Brown Springs. Yeah. Actually, at, mm. the, at the time when we were, doing the, when we were doing the first season of this podcast, it was the most popular one. <laughs> it's it's still one of our most popular ones, but at the time it was the most popular one. Yeah. But um, I mean, I got I I we we talked the whole episode about Brown Springs and uh, my experience there and how I was going through some stuff and what was going on. It, it would be interesting to get your point of view from it. So cause oh I, yeah, cause sure. Because it, it was me, you, uh, Boudreaux, right? Right. And it was my my cousin Julian and his wife. Uh, I forgot her name, but uh. Do you, do you recall that my my uh, cousin? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, as a matter of fact. I'm looking at the documentation that Buddy uh, did with that. Boudreaux, and right? it was it was yeah, January 31st, 2004. Wow. wow. And I, 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 I'm guessing that it happened in, in during February, but because uh, it was winter, remember the underbrush was all real low. Okay, yeah, yeah. we walked all over because uh, if, if it was spring or summer, there's no way we would have walked through all that and got down to the river, the yeah. Red River. There's, there's no way. Yeah. And the river was really low. Uh, and, I mean, I remember standing in the middle of the river on a sandbar. You know, that, that's how low the, the river was at the time. Yeah. I mean, we may have been going through that a drought back then. And I don't recall. Uh, yeah, we showed up there. Uh, uh, does everyone know where Brown Springs is at? Yeah. Okay. Well, once we get there, we, we park and, and there's these uh, little trails, roads you can put, put one car down. There's a, a series of them. They run north and south. And uh, we parked and we, we tried to hit every one of them throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we walked, uh, I remember walking all through the brush and doing the, just looking at things. We all kind of split up there for a while. And then uh, we decided, uh, we're, we're, this time we're walking to the east of the river walking parallel with it and we sit down and we're all talking and i said bob won't you give us one of your fam- famous uh, bigfoot house and he does his thing and uh <laughs> i'm talking second second okay we get a response back and we we're all just staring at each other it's like did you hear that 
Uh, Matt, Bob's. I mean, Bob does a great howl. He, he really does. He does a great Bigfoot call. <laughs> and this thing is responding back. And I said, it's on the other side of the river. And it's close by. It's on the Texas side. Yeah. So we said we must have waited 10 minutes. And I said, Bob, do that again. It does his thing. And sure as hell, this time it responds back again. But it's a louder and it's closer. And I said, okay. It's on our side of the river. Ah, we need to move. So <laughs> we, we, so we, we, we talked for a little bit, and we decided to walk back towards our, our truck. And we're probably, well, about 100 yards away from the truck, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we walked back over there, and we decided to go um, go grab a bike to eat. There was a little uh, smoke store just a, a couple blocks. So we decided to go over there. We got something to eat. We're probably gone maybe 30 minutes or so. We go back to where we were at, and we walked. And there's a tree with a break. Now, this, this tree branch had to have a four-inch diameter, and it's broke. It's a fresh break. It's The inside of it is still green. I mean, it was a hell. Whatever broke this thing was pretty strong, okay? And we just all, of course, we're all taking pictures. And uh, that's documented here in the cell that Buddy did. And uh, I, I was just amazed. I mean, I'm going, okay, uh, are we in a safe place right now? Or, uh, of course, it is daylight, so we weren't all that concerned. I would have hated to have been out there at night when this happened. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we decided to do some more walking. We were walking around, and we are just looking for tracks and, and doing that kind of thing. We walk into the woods. This I'll never forget. We walked down into the woods and we're just looking around and there was just something about being there at that moment. Just, you know, the hair was standing up on me in the back of my neck. It was just, there's something weird going on here. Uh, just, I, it was a, a, just a bad feeling. So she was uh, not far from me, your, your, your cousin's wife. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, I'm ready to walk back. What about you? She goes, yeah, yeah. And she, she made a comment saying, there's something eerie here. And something doesn't, I said, I know, I feel the same thing. So while the rest of you were already out of the woods and heading back towards the truck, and we're trailing behind, and I heard a laughter come out of the woods where we were at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like like that. And I stopped, and I looked at her, and I said, did you just hear that? She goes, I heard that laugh. I said, damn. Mm. There's There's something out there. There's something in those woods. And we were... So we walked back, and, and you asked, what, what's going on? I said, we just heard a laugh. Is that where we're at? So uh, we, we, I don't think, oh, by that time, here comes the ranger. You remember the, the, the forest ranger comes That's right. Up. That's right. I, told, we're, I totally forgot it, about that. It's called uh, Love, uh, Love County Wildlife Management mm-hmm. Area. That's where we're at. And uh, he pulls up, and he wants to know, okay, what are you guys all doing here? Yeah. And I and I thought for a second to kind of joke with him. I said, "Well, we got a still hidden out here," and I thought maybe we'd go check on it. You know, but we got a crop, and <laughs> and, and, and he said, uh, "What do you?" And I thought I just told him the truth. I'm not going to lie about Bigfoot research. I said, "We're Bigfoot researchers from the Dallas area," and he kind of goes, "Oh, you guys again?" You know. <laughs> so and so, uh, I I didn't mention the reason why we we're there in the first place, but I'll I'll get to that. Right. So I told the ranger what we're doing. He says, okay, let me tell you guys something. This is not a safe place. He goes, we've got 
uh, there's people out here that come up with stills. We find uh, meth labs out here. We find marijuana crops. He goes, and the people doing this are not friendly people. You're going to get yourself shot. That's what you're going to do. And then he tells us about uh, they also have clan meetings out here. And I said, whoa, okay. Well, we don't want to mess with that. And I think it was that he finally leaves. Oh, no. Then he tells us, saying, hey, you guys want to see a Bigfoot? I could take you someplace. This rancher right down the road, he has prints. He had calves. He's got a picture of something walking across his field. Now, I figured he's just trying to get rid of us is what he's trying to do. Right. And I said, well, well look, man, we're, we're going to leave here shortly. We're, we're wrapping things up anyway. So when he left, we went up to the cemetery. Uh, that old cemetery that's there. Right. And then we, we, we stirred around there for a while and looking at the tombstones that are kicked over and things like that. And, uh, it, it wasn't much more after that, that we left. But the reason for us going there in the first place was the thing about the dog man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, the stories with the dog man, you know, the, the girl that was attacked, uh, years ago, uh, her stomach was ripped open and she was raped, you know, from, all that from, kind of stuff from uh, Greenville, right? Greenville or Gainesville, Gainesville. That's right. Gainesville. Yeah. So, and of course it became a popular spot for a, a bad drug deal going bad. And you, know, you find a body floating in that lagoon. So, um, you know, it's a, pretty, it's a scary place as it is. So if you throw a body, someone that did a bad deal, you know, just adds to it. But, uh, I remember a story of a guy uh, messing around with a, a co-worker out there and something reaches in the window and pulls him out. It breaks the window and pulls him out and kills him. Mm. And she was she was hysterical. Now, whether or not this is true, I don't know. It's just one of those stories. I mean, I never did the research on it. Um, uh, and she's screaming bloody murder. She's trying to keep it quiet because she's married and he's married. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, this is the last PC ever got probably on the side, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of stories about that, but that, uh, what, what worked me up the most was besides you getting a response back from your call, yeah. the, the tree break, uh, do you remember, you remember the break? Yeah, I do. It was, it was, in, uh, it was in front of your vehicle. Was it, was it not? It was, it wasn't far from it. It wasn't okay. far from it at all, but it was a tree that we passed two or three times. Right. So to get to where we we're going, and uh, well, I can't remember the third thing now, but uh, yeah, all oh, the laughter. You, you the, know the laugh. You know the. I, I, now that you're talking about it, I I do recall the game warden or the park ranger. I don't. I don't. But I. I don't. I don't recall. Talk. I don't. Re, I don't think I talked about it whenever I was talking about brown spring. I totally forgot about that because I think I might have. Equated that to another another incident when we were in Lamar County or something, but for some reason I, but I I don't recall the laughter too. But uh, man, that's creepy. Yeah. No, oh, it was very creepy because we were walking back in there. This thing could have been standing, or, or maybe somebody was out there. Yeah. Very close to us where we were at. Yeah, and, and waiting for us to leave, and then <laughs> you know comes back out of the woods like. What the hell was that? Yeah, here's the thing. Whether it's paranormal Bigfoot or an actual human being, no matter what, that's creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it was creepy. Uh, When we were first doing all this, I remember back in the day, I would ask the people, how do you know you don't have a vagrant living out in these woods somewhere? Yeah. You know, some some survivalist that's that's doing all this. Yeah. And, well, I haven't seen any evidence of that. There's no tent out here. There's no litter. There's... What are they eating? Yeah. Okay, we well, got a point. Yeah, 
Um, I think whenever we did our our Brown Springs episode uh, on the first season, uh, mm-hmm. we we went back and read a bunch of stuff on uh, that area, mm-hmm. and um, we we did uh, discover that um, that the Dallas mob, I guess back in the day, used to use that as as a body dumping ground. Sure. Yeah. So uh, and like whenever I was there, I don't know if I talked about it with you when I was there, but when I whenever we were there and I got out of the vehicle, I got out of your your um, it was a uh, whenever whenever I got out of your vehicle, I had like a really heavy feeling like on my chest, like um, like you know anxiety, like a ton of anxiety, and. I was like, I guess like I would get that whenever I would do a paranormal stuff, like paranormal. Like I'd go, I'd go into a house that was like had spirits or something in it, and I would get a heavy feeling like, man, there's something here. And I, I don't, I don't recall ever talking to you about it whenever we, we were actually there and whenever we were like walking around. But I had that feeling, and I, I didn't like, you know, think about it until later on. I said, man, I, I don't think I've ever had that at any any Bigfoot location I've ever been at. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. that that place had some like negative energy there. It's a weird and eerie place, man. Uh, I, I heard they do tours on Halloween. Wow! Uh, they mm. blow people up in a bus and take them out there on Halloween. Uh, I, that cemetery, I, I'm going to assume it's still there. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if it's uh, but if you notice, uh, if you remember uh, on the graves, it was young people that were dying. In yeah. the late 1800s, yeah. so uh, these are pioneers probably moving north or south, and they were getting robbed. Remember that some of the history was uh, it was violent because you had a lot of uh, outlaws that waited for people coming from Texas over the over the river get in Oklahoma, and um, they were robbing them and and killing them. Uh, uh, and, uh, that area has a very a very violent history, and um, and it, it, there, a lot of dead bodies what were found and probably not found and probably continued to, to end up there. So yeah. there was a family that lived there in, in the late 18, early 1900s. Don't recall the name. Apparently they do have some uh, ancestors still living in Thackerville or somewhere around the area. Uh, but uh, they kidnapped a gal off the Chickasaw reservation. Mm. And, and they, the and they, they enslaved her, they raped her, the whole works. And the elders came looking for her. No, she finally escaped. And she told the elders, this is what happened to me, and this is who's calling the shots. He's a patriarch. He's, he's nuts. And they went and they uh, grabbed him, and they didn't kill him. But what they did was they staked him to the ground uh, at Brown Springs, slid open his stomach so that the man dog could have an easy feast. Mm. That's part of the, the man dog. So the man dog legend uh, has been around for for quite a while in that area. And that's that's what you that's what led y'all y'all there in the first place is to, to exactly, investigate the, exactly. the man dog. Yeah, it, it was that it was that in the and the Gainesville story that kind of led us there, right? Right, Kenny? Oh, the girl. Yes, yes, the girl uh, that's having her. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, I do I do recall I do recall whenever we were there and we were we were getting the uh, responses back from uh, the river and stuff. Uh, I remember my cousin saying, uh, "I I think we should go." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't blame him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like like he, uh, you know, I, he he was begging me. He was begging me for months to take him out in the field. He's begging me, and I said, "Okay, dude, I'm gonna take you." And, <laughs> 
And he got he got he got what he wished for. <laughs> oh, he he may have gotten more. I mean, yeah, that, that howl the howl that came back was was very impressive. Yeah, uh, and, and it didn't take him long to get across the river. Yeah. and on our side, he thought he had a female. Uh, he thought, "Oh, Bigfoot, who who is this? Who is this howling at me?" Bigfoot, Bob. hey, I'm going to get me some. Yeah, <laughs> Bigfoot, Bob. So. Just wanted to talk really quick about the Brownsville. I mean, the Brown Springs, Brownsville, Brown Springs stuff. So, uh, Kenny had a little bit more detail on that one uh, than I recall. So, it was on January 31st, 2004. Where were you in at that time? I was still in high school. <laughs> Girl. So, so, I was a junior in high school. <laughs> were, you, were you in choir then? Yes. Okay. I've seen I've seen that picture. Yeah. You should post it on the Bigfoot on the Bigfoot Club. <laughs> yeah. You, sh- you should post that picture on the Bigfoot Club. I was such a punk. <laughs> uh, I was wearing that that bad girl shirt. Yeah. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Um, he was talking about like I don't recall like I was saying in the very beginning. Uh, talking to a game warden, but uh, now that I think about it now, yeah, he did come out and try to ask us what we're doing, and then uh, he was talking about when we were, like, walking along um, the Red River, and we were, like, going to a section where it was a tree line. He said he heard, like, some laughter and stuff, but I'm, you know, I'm really not surprised about that area, because that area is, probably has spirits galore, or some kind of energy, or some some stuff going on there, so. Yeah. Clearly... So with all those stories, I mean, some of them sound a little lovers lane. Yeah. Sorta. That one story that I remember hearing it too about the couple that was parking or whatever. Yeah, that one. That, but, that one was weird because like yeah. uh, there was like conflicting stories. There was one where yeah. they were together and then they were separate or that the guy got killed separately. And then the girl, they got both got. I don't know. It, was, it sounds like a hookman story. Yeah. But, um. Who knows? I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. right place, right time. Yeah, for them. Yeah, well. but um, the rest of the interview, uh, we're he talks about Hall. We we actually we talk about Hallsville, and we talk about Hallsville. Uh, the Kimichi. We go back to talk about Kimichi. What? Kaimichi. Hey, is, is it Kaimichi or Kimichi? I've always heard it Kaimichi. Oh yeah, I say Kaimichi. I, I know it's in Pushmataha County. Yeah. So I, I do know that part. So. But uh, yeah, he, he we talk about orbs and then we talk about. Orbs. Oh, um, I think uh, Bragg Road. We talk about Bragg Road. And oh. we talk about uh, the, wool, the wool eater guy. The wool eater? Yeah. Oh. And then the we. Notorious wool eater. <laughs> oh, he's in Tonga, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll continue the rest of the the interview here. <laughs> I know, I know. When we were when we were in Hallsville and we went out to the cemetery, me, Bob, and and Ash, and towards the end, we we were we were out there. We we did a couple of Bigfoot calls at the beginning. Did a couple of uh, actually, we didn't do any calls at the beginning. We just did tree knocks, and. We didn't have anything. We had some kind of rustling in the in the woods off off to the side, but we were getting a lot of uh, a lot of paranormal activity out there. But I do remember 
um, towards the end, we we were we were kind of wrapping up, and we were we were moving out of the the cemetery, and we were there at the front of it. Um, Bob lets out a out of one of his his famous uh, Bigfoot howls, and we got six howls back. Wasn't it six? Oh, wow. yeah, it was six. Yeah. We got we got six howls back, and that was again. I'm not saying it was Bigfoot, but that was the very first time that I had ever experienced anything to where outside of paranormal um, that, that when, when, when Bob yelled something actually howled back six different times. And I, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was like, it was real far away though. Kenny. It was yeah. like, it was pretty, it was pretty far away, but you could, you could still hear it. It was like, um, I got, I got the audio. I can, yeah, we, I, I can actually send it to you and then you can, oh, cool. you can check it out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Where were you at again? Halls, Hallsville. Yeah. We were at a, an, an old cemetery in Hallsville. It was like, it was, it was where, it was where I met Ash for the first time. Uh, Luke, Luke, Billy, um, Timmy and Robert Nix were doing uh, a Bigfoot presentation at uh, in Longview. At, right? at, it was in Longview at a Jason's oh, Deli, okay. and we we were oh. meeting we were meeting up with a paranormal group. And so, remember when we used to do all these like meetings in uh, East Texas for trying to recruit people, in, like in the TBRC, and we were doing all this presentation. So Luke was doing a presentation. Uh, Todd Partain was there. He we we, oh. we met up with Todd Partain, and we were doing this investigation. So. Uh, that paranormal group they were meeting up with was was going out to Hallsville to this Civil War cemetery to go do some EVPs, and they invited us to go. So we ended up going, and uh, whenever we did, I had Stephen with me too. Stephen was like, I don't know, he's in high school, and um, we went out to Hallsville, and we and they were doing their their paranormal sessions. And once they were done, we were going to do you know tree knocks and calls. And as soon as we did, we were getting like responses back. And then we were getting like eye shines, and we we're getting rocks pelted from like across the, uh, across the road at us. It was just it was a crazy night, and it was like it's the first time I met Ash, and you know Billy was with us, and Timmy, and it was just it was just odd night that you know I go I was telling Ash, I was telling Steven, I said be lucky because you know whenever we go to the whenever we go to the woods, we don't always get like a response the first time <laughs> we go out there. And so, yeah. so we went back out to Hallsville after because like we we drove up to Hawkins to go interview Luke in in his hometown. Well, where he's staying in Hawkins, so Hallsville is not that far away. So yeah. we, we went to go interview Luke, and then I said after the interview, let's go to Hallsville because we're just like maybe an hour away. We can just like drive over there and just check it out. So we end up going there and uh, doing some EVPs, and we were doing like some, you know, for that for a cemetery, you know, it was just a rural cemetery. We had like a lot of uh, EMF going off there, and it's like it, it was like it was shouldn't be going off because there's no power out there. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so we had a lot of paranormal activity, and then we ended up doing tree knocks, and I did some calls, and we got some response back. So you know, it was like uh-huh. 15, fifteen years later, you know, and then we went out to go to Hallsville. So yeah, but anyway, that's cool. That's very cool. So yeah, it was it was it was a, it was a really cool experience because I've I've. I've gotten paranormal and 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 done all that and heard EVPs and and done all that, but for 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 a howl to go out and then six more come back, I was like, man, that's that's pretty that's pretty stinking cool. It'd be even cooler. It'd be even cooler if it was close. Yeah, if it was close, it was you could you could you could tell that they were far away. Um, and it was like a female. It was like a kind of like a feminine. 
at least to me. It was like it was more like a cry. Yeah, like a cry. So, oh wow! Yeah. So that that reminds me of when uh, uh, out in the woods, uh, our friends that we uh, did all the investigating at Lamar Point. Right. They went out of town. Someone came over to feed their uh, animals, and it was late in the late early early evening. She heard a baby crying in the wood. Mm. Mm. That, uh, that's that's like, wild. That's like Kentucky. Yeah. That's like the mm-hmm. goblins. Um. <laughs> Wow, that's creepy. That is creepy. Well, you, you know, something else that we, we don't have, I don't hear people talking about this, but whether it was Lamar Point or up in the Kayanichis, uh there's orbs that are attached mm-hmm. to these mm-hmm. actors. Yeah. Now, as far as I'm concerned, it's because of active areas. Okay, that, that's what I think. But uh, we've seen many of orbs. Uh, I've seen them where they're huge. Okay, just a massive yeah, I remember, I'm uh, sitting out and of course it's late and I will admit I had a couple in me <laughs> and uh, the, the, uh, the one guy who came with me, he's sound asleep. He went to sleep about an hour before. So it's probably 11 and midnight and I see a light coming down the, the road leading to my, our, our cabin. And I go, who the hell is out here in the middle of the night? So I thought it was a four wheeler. So I walked out to meet him. I had my spotlight and I, this, this uh, four-wheeler was not making any noise. And I thought, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. My God, it's not a four-wheeler. What the hell? And then it, I put, because I've already previously seen orbs. I said, my God, it's an orb. I go back, run to the cabin. I said, you got to see this, man. You told me, told me I'm full of shit. I'm telling you, there's something out here. You got to see this. Of course, he's sound asleep. I go back out there, and I just, I'm standing in front of it. So I said, I got I got to do something here. I start walking closer to it, and now, Bob, I swear, this thing's got to be within feet of me, okay? It's not yards away, it's feet. And I start walking to it, and suddenly it backs up, and it starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller, and it just starts to fade way faster and faster down the road, mm-hmm. and then it just, it just disappears, right? But that, that was probably the most intense moment I ever had with orbs, but we've, we've seen them. My wife, she's seen it. We're up finally. We're up at the cabin. She's right. sitting on the front porch. And she says, what are those? And I'm looking at, at what? So I sat down next to her, and there are these orbs that are flashing by. It's probably 40 yards away. And one after another, right behind each other, consecutive. She goes, what is that? She goes, it looks like somebody on a Schwinn bike. You know, it looks like, <laughs> yeah, they like the racing uh, bikes. Like the reflectors? Excuse me. Yes, it looked like something's reflecting. They're just—it's a white. Uh, remember, it's dark as hell, late, yeah. late at night. And I said, "Those are orbs." She says, "Oh, come on! There's, there's somebody on the road over there." I said, "You know as well as I do, there's no road there. There's no one gonna ride. It's all rock and wood and trees, and no one's no. Someone would be crazy to ride a bike, especially in the middle of the night. Yeah, too. I was gonna say, especially at night. <laughs> oh yeah, especially so, if, especially if you've been in the, to the Kimichis. There's really. Uh, there's no clear path anywhere because there's boulders everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's hard to even get around in a truck. Okay, there. But uh, I said these are these are the orbs that I've been talking about, and she was amazed. She goes, "Wow, where are they? T- what are they?" I don't know. Good question. Do you remember? Do you remember that time when? Because like whenever whenever we would go to your cabin, you would you would have me go uh, reset all the all the game cams. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. When we yeah. were up there and like, 
we would put them like around uh, the was it the the outer the outer part of your cabin and over by the by the outhouse and if, in case something came back to your back porch again. And do you recall one time because like whenever we would reset them or change them up or, or, or readjust them, we would take the card out and we would go look at it. And, and it was the one incident where we were doing that. And I don't know if you ever downloaded this or if you kept it, but I, I remember we were going through like one of the shots at night and it was like, it was like a mist, but it looked like a torso. Ah, ah, yes. The mist. I pointed that out to you and you said that's some sort of energy there. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. I, we, we changed, we moved the camera to face the North, which we never did before. Right. And the, the coming from the North was where all the activity, Anytime we had activity, it seemed to be coming in, in that direction. Right. Now, remember, uh, about 100 yards away is an abandoned lot. Right. And the guy has, it's still abandoned, Bob. You go up there now. The, the, the same stuff is still there. It's He's over, got two, tra- it's two trailers. It's overgrown now, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's nobody doing anything with it. But you have a tractor that's there, a, a fishing boat, and two trailers. And, uh, and he has some other uh, big machinery tools there. And we go by and visit it once in a while, but I always say, hey, uh, I feel bad karma here. We're not going to mess with this area. We don't know. Right. So this guy just left all of that. I only seen him once. That was back in 05, 06 maybe. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had his uh, lab with him, and he was in a pickup truck. He just waved and kept on going. And he put up a gate. A little small iron gate, right? And uh, but why did he just pick up and leave and leave all this other stuff there? Now that's I think I think something spooked him. I really do. Yeah, yeah. or he passed away or something. Well, it could have been. He, I know his name. I found his name on on the lot on the list of the owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I believe, he's in uh, Bob Christ is his name, and he's from Oklahoma City. Okay. So uh, I wouldn't mind finding them and asking them, hey, what went on? But, right. yeah, who knows? Yeah, because right. anyway. I think all the times I've been up there with you, I don't think I've ever seen him at all. Uh, no, no. And I happened to be with Mike uh, the first time that we saw him. Um, his, uh, yeah. I said, who's that? Oh, that's the guy who built that, that gate down there. Oh, okay. So, who knows? Wow. Mm. It's, it's, <laughs> I always said that that area... Uh, is Halloween for adults. <laughs> yeah. It, it's some creepy shit that happens up there. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Is, it is. Huh? <clears throat> but anyway. The key Michis, man, that's like Spanish for strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. So, Kenny, you're not you're not doing any research now, right? You're not doing any no, documentation no. or anything like that? You just... Nothing anymore. No, I'm done. Uh, I just, uh, like I said, I'll go out in the woods with you, you know? Yeah. And uh, just sit around a campfire, but that's 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 really it. Would you um w- would you consider doing uh, any other stuff right now? Like if I were to bring up something to you and you uh, may need some help going out, go look at uh, some property. Would you would you be considering that? Oh sure, of course. Yeah, I, I, I would do that. You know how much I got a lot going on right now. Right. Um, uh, my wife's ready to retire, and then we're gonna pack up and move. Uh, but after that, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I, I'd be more than happy to go with you. Because actually, we also got to think about. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah. We also got to think about the Sam Houston National Forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, for sure. That's a uh, Rand Trusty's old stomping ground, right? No, there's nothing but activity there. Yeah, it's crazy. The locals talk about it too. Yeah. They tell you there's areas that you just don't want to go to. Yeah. Because I know, I know, Cat Catulet and Rantrusty. Do you, you know? Do you recall them at all? Uh, with, with the oh yeah, yeah. That was that was their old stomping grounds. Wow. Yeah. She she lived in Conroe, if I, if I remember right. Yeah. Was it was it Conroe? Okay. Yeah, but we we made that trip down there. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we did some investigation. Some woman said she saw some eight foot tall walk across a, a subdivision, an, uh, a newly built subdivision intersection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we we did something after that though. I think we went down to uh we mentioned it yesterday, uh Nacogdoches? Yeah. What is Nacogdoches? Oh, because we had to eat at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> That's why <what> it was. Nacogdoches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you went with us to, to Bragg Road, right? You went out to you Oh went yeah. Out. Oh that was greatness, man. Right. You know, speak, speaking of the orbs. You remember those orbs that we saw there in the big thicket? Yeah. Oh, that was, you know, that was wild. That was, uh, that was interesting. To them. Yeah. It looks like a party place for all the locals. Uh, I remember that guy, uh, well, you know, you could barely get two cars going the opposite way on that road. Yeah. And, uh, you remember the, in the pickup truck, they had all these people in it. And of course they're drinking and having a great time. They passed us and we stopped with them to say hello. And, um, no, not Bob. The wool heater says, "Hey, we're looking for Bigfoot." <laughs> and one of the guys had a gorilla mask on. He goes, "Hey, he's right there! Hey, we got him right there!" And it's a guy with a gorilla mask holding a Coors Light. <laughs> that was that's 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 typical wool heater stuff there. Huh? From yeah, from, I, from what I've heard about that guy, that's the closest he's ever going to come to. The Bigfoot. So. <laughs> well, you know he's uh, world renowned. Oh Bigfoot yeah, researcher, yeah. and uh, he, he emails his Bigfoot all the time. Uh, you know, he tweets with him and everything else. He's got a Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he gave him an autographed picture of himself, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, I'd like to get one of those emails sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And how to craft it. I like that. He he doesn't live in East Dallas no more. I mean, right? He doesn't even live in East Dallas. Uh oh, I don't know. Uh he was in Mansfield, but he was uh married to his first wife. <clears throat> and I don't know and he had a job out there. He's working for his brother. Mm. If I if I recall, I mean this was years ago. Yeah. Uh, Mansfield, Mansfield's close to you there, Ken. Yeah. It's right down the street. Yeah. Actually. Uh, yeah. he wasn't far from Debbie Lane. So I don't know where he's at now. I know he divorced, and then uh, yeah, did he he remarry? Did he remarry? Man, if I knew, I'd be in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I I don't know. I know he found a girlfriend. Dana Davis showed me a picture. What's what's uh, name? what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think she, she may be from Ohio because uh, uh, what's her name? The gal that uh, buddies work with, Doris, not Doris, uh, Sharon her, Sharon Day. Sharon Day. Yeah. yeah, Sharon Day. I almost said Doris Day. Yeah, Sharon, Sharon Day. And uh, she told me that he tried to get Sharon and this other girl with him together. Yeah. So, you know, go, go get him, Craig. Yeah, he's a <laughs> Mac Daddy looking for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. 
Yeah. Anyways, oh man, I could, I could go on and on about that guy. I don't, you don't want me to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said it perfect yesterday. Was uh, he's doing co- uh, conferences, and he's good at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all I was good. I, at. That's yeah. all I was good at, man. I mean, because I, 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 I do recall. I do recall the first time I met the first time I met Craig. The first time I met Luke in the field. It was in Sulphur Springs. I can't remember the lady's property, but she was on a, a gas right away. And we went out, we went out there and she had like, she had a house and then she had like a little barn with a little, uh, like a stairway that went up to the, the top of the barn where it was like an extra room for storage and stuff. And then it was like a big patio. And so, um, we were, I would think it was me, Luke, Craig, Dana, Gino, I think, or I think even Rand Trusty was there. Um, and Kat Gillette and Lori, Lori Napoli, um, and we were we were in the field, and so we were like, you know, I, I had my gear on, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like a super hunter guy, but I had like, you know, hiking boots, had, had camo on, had you know, had my hat and all that stuff, and like Craig shows up, he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, yeah, some slacks <laughs> and some penny loafers. <laughs> hey, he's, he's an outdoors guy. <laughs> so, I remember, I remember Luke was going to show us. He was going to show us, okay, we're going to go to the, you know, the east part of his property. We're going to put out some bait. I wanted to show you where it's at. So we're, we're going to this, this, you know, different part of this lady's property. I don't think I've ever told the story to anybody else. And so we're going to this east part, the east part of the property. And there's like a little gully that, that goes along this property. So it's kind of steep. And so Luke was walking down this gully and we're all like, you know, going at an angle so we don't slip. And Craig just slides all the way down because <laughs> his, lo- his penny loafers couldn't, you know, he couldn't catch the the dirt, and his shirt just goes over his head because he's sliding all the way down. <laughs> and I go, "Are you okay, dude?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> Where's the closest Mexican restaurant? <laughs> no, I need a quesadilla. I know. I- <laughs> I need a, I need a manicure. <laughs> I need a plate of enchiladas. <laughs> so, uh, that, some chips and salsa. That's always stuck in my mind. That because I think I was myself, Luke, and I think Gino was the only one that probably saw that. Um, him sliding down what? this gully and the shirt, his shirt going over his head and. So anytime, anytime, I, every, any, like anytime I see him on an interview or an article, I always think about that one moment. <laughs> I, I think we've all fallen down in the woods uh, sometime or other. Yeah, uh, Bob, if I remember, uh, you fell down on Channel Four one time. Didn't yeah, you? that was yeah. Uh, that was uh, Richard Ray. Uh, we were doing uh, some stuff in Sulphur Springs, and. Uh, <laughs> Funny story is that, funny story is that like the I got pretty close to the camera guy. I forget, I can't remember his name, but we were, we were talking a lot, and we were we were primarily just going to go out to the woods, and uh, we had gear with us, and we were just we weren't going to set up. We were just going to show on the camera what we do in the woods, and I was carrying a bunch of gear because like I was like a beginner or something, and so we were walking down this creek bed, and it was like it was an empty creek bed, but it was still wet, and so I was walking through it. And I slipped and I leaned and I fell forward and I had all this gear in my hand. So I, I flip all the gear back, you know, like past my, past my shoulders so I wouldn't crush it. And I, mm. I landed it right on my elbows oh. and I turned to the guy, the camera guy, he's right behind me. And I go, don't, 
don't pl- don't play that. <laughs> don't play that, please. And he goes, oh, yeah. he goes, okay. And that's the first freaking thing that shows out of there. There's Bob walking and boom. Yeah. You don't see him anymore. I go, oh, man, Richard Ray, that bitch. <laughs> so I, I think you were up for an Emmy for that, too. I think TV so. <laughs> I think so. What was, what was really funny, Kenny, was that, is that I was joking the whole time when we were out there. I was laughing. I was cutting up. And, and like, uh, Luke walks over to me and he goes, he has me a, a parabolic dish and the headset. He goes, and he goes, he goes. I want you to, because I want you to use this on camera. And I go, and I go, okay. So, so I'm joking. Like me and Gina were joking the whole time. We were laughing, cutting up, and I was just like, I couldn't stop laughing. And the camera came on me, and I was like, I was like, super professional, super serious. So I was like, okay. And I'm panning this parabolic dish around with the headset on. So. <laughs> and as soon as yeah. as soon as the red light goes off, I started joking again. <laughs> so it, was, it was it was so funny. It was like so funny. Uh, that re- Bob, that reminds me uh, one of the first times that you and I and Buddy were out, and we're in Paris. <clears throat> and Chris, uh, you mentioned earlier about Bob breaking wind. <laughs> uh, they 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 hand me this. Uh, what do you call it? parabolic parabolic headphones? On. Yeah. And, and I'm listening because I say, "How does those things work?" Oh, here, try it. So I'm sitting there, and of course you hear everything. You hear an ant fart, you know, yeah. off of 50 yards away. <laughs> and suddenly you let out this, and I said, hey, did you guys hear that? <laughs> hey, there's something out here, man. There's really something out here. <laughs> and they're, they're laughing. Oh, keep listening. Oh, I'm, I'm sure as hell, Bob, 30 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something out here with us, you guys. So, this of course, growl. I think that. I take the headphones off and there's Bob. <laughs> oh man, that's what <laughs> you guys had me going there. Uh, yeah, we you know we had to, we had to break you in, man. That's awesome. Literally, what? literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, brother. I wouldn't mind having a pair of those up at the cabin, though. That yeah. would be kind of nice at night. They're not. They're, a, they're like twenty seven dollars on on Amazon. Hmm. Okay. So. Now that'd be good. I I got some night vision glasses that I use up there every now and then, but. Yeah. So, are you are you still in contact with uh, Boudros at all? Talked to him last week or week before. Mm-hmm. He was asking me when I'm moving down to uh, Huntsville, and uh, he was talking about his activity that he's doing, and he's got a pretty a pretty active area. Yeah, he's still well involved, and he's got a buddy that he uh, does out there in the uh, east of me, um, by Lake Livingston, and closer to the Big Thicket. Um, um is, is he still riding for for Sharon Day? Yeah, he's got uh, um, some part of one of the websites that he's doing articles on on his research and uh, all, all his docu- uh, documentation. Hmm. And of course, he's very good at that. He really is. Yeah, that's his superpower. Um, if, they, if he had a superpower, that's his superpower. That he's documentation king. Uh, yeah, you know he's gung ho, gung ho buddy. He's got, uh, he's, a, he's got like, he's got like cliff notes on his notes. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the way. Yeah, buddy wasn't, didn't have much of a sense of humor. And you know, I, I, I like to pick on people that I like. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I try to bust their nuts all the time and we're walking. <laughs> I laugh every time I tell this, I, I'm walking across, uh, uh, we're going back to the, we're walking, we're at a farm. 
and we're walking across this field, and, and it smells like shit. <laughs> so I kept walking. I said, buddy, i got to ask you something. He goes, yeah. Did you shit your pants? <laughs> he goes, what? What? No, I wouldn't. Okay. So I got to walking. Hold on, man. Are you sure you didn't shit your pants? <laughs> he goes, why would you ask? And he, throws, you know, he goes nuts. He started to yell at me and scream, why would you ask me that? I said, it smells like shit. <laughs> he look where we're standing at. We're in a the damn cow pension. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I think I think I was there. I, I think I was there for that, but I was trailing y'all whenever that was. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably said, "Buddy, I'm fucking with you." Okay, you know that. Oh, okay. oh, oh. This is the time uh, we're, we're going to the same place. We're driving together, and he says, uh, "Hey, do you think Mike is going to have time to go out to all these other places?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, we got." Three things to do. He's got to do this. He's got to chop wood. And I couldn't think of the third one. And I said, "Ad Libby," and I said, "Oh yeah, we got to shave the goat's balls." And and I and I said, it, "You know, with, as straight as I could do it." He goes, "What?" I said, "Yeah, we got to do this. He's got to chop wood, and he's got to shave the uh, the goat's balls." And he, oh, I'm not going to shave some goat's balls. So he's carrying on, and I got tears coming out of my eyes. I'm laughing so hard. Right? I, I got him hook, line, and sinker. So we drive there, and Mike's already got number one done, task done. Here's number two. We're helping him with that. And Buddy, Buddy says, Mike, I am not going to shave a goat's ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I just turned around and walked away, right? I'm laughing so hard. He goes, Mike looked at him and said, I'm glad to hear that, buddy. Mike, Mike goes, didn't even know anything about that, right? No, yeah, Mike had no idea what he's talking about. That's the best part, he had no clue. So, but he says, well, don't you have to shave the goat's balls? <laughs> no, I, I, I leave his balls alone. <laughs> Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm hysterical now, and, and Mike says, you're not listening to Marvel, are you? <laughs> he, he told me. Oh, God. See, that was funny. That, but you know what? Funny is a great guy, and his heart is always in the right place. Uh, he's retired now, so he spent a lot of time outside. Chris, this is the reason why I call Ken the Marvelous Marvel. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, to answer your question, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and he's doing great. He really is. Oh man, uh, so, my my stomach hurts because I was laughing so. Hard. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm not shaving. I'm not shaving. He goes bald. <laughs> <laughs> no, why not, buddy? And he he would fall for everything like that too, man. He was he was. Uh, Oh, that's why I picked that up. Yeah. Oh, you're full of shit. Leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, man. That's oh. good ad-libbing, though. That's yeah. that's great ad-libbing on your part there, yeah. buddy. <laughs> I, I, I still don't know what the third thing was, but I, I forgot about it after we're shaving the goat's nuts. What's funny is that he took you serious. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I told uh, Tim that story. Tim just cracked up. Like, that's funny. He's going to fall for that. Oh, yeah. man. 
That's so, greatness. I, I gotta, I gotta get you guys back on. I gotta get you and Tim together on a show. Sure. So uh, down the road. So that's that's a goal of mine is to get you and because like getting you guys together, man. Oh man. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I, no, I, I'd love to do it. That that would be a lot of fun. Um. Whenever, whenever I first started doing this podcast, I know at first I was kind of reluctant to ask you and Tim because I know you guys, you know, I knew you guys pretty well, and I know you guys weren't really interested in doing any more Bigfoot stuff and stuff like that. And I know I'm kind of I don't I don't do a whole lot, but I'm still like in the scene, and I I'm still on like social media because like that's predominantly the Bigfoot stuff now. It's like mostly social media, and I know how you feel about social media and. You know, I know you know you're not you're not a part of that community and stuff like that, but that's how I get a lot of my information now is through social media and through the internet and stuff like that. So, but uh, there's still a lot of stuff going on, and there's um, there's a lot of people in the field now that just man, I don't know if it's even worth talking about. So, because you know, Bob, we're gonna have. I think there's a lot more activity coming up, and we're we're constantly building out into their territory. Mm-hmm. And the only safe haven you're going to have is places like where my cabin's at, uh, in the Kayamichi. Yeah. You know, even though we're building and, and a lot of lots are, are still coming up throughout the, uh, the wilderness community, but the more uh, you're out in East Texas and you're building, you know, we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to start bothering these things mm-hmm. and something, something is going to happen. If it hasn't <clears throat> already happened and they're just keeping it secret, Mm-hmm. One of them's going to get. You. Do you remember the story? It was on um, coast to coast. A uh, guy by the name of Bug. Do you remember this guy where he shot one? Yeah, in the, in the pant, not far from it. Like in the in the thicket, and he uh, he he buried them. Yes, he he bar- uh, well. He had to shoot the uh, the second one once uh, he he shot it uh, at night. They were mm-hmm. drunk and they were doing spy. They're trying to get a deer, and their former marine buddies. Yeah, and uh, the thing stood up, and and he shot it, and then he got a small arm, and when the sun came up, he went looking for it, and it had crawled under. He could see where it crawled. It crawled underneath the underbrush, uh, out to this other side. He went underneath there. There it was, dead, and the female came after him and charged him. Yeah, and and and, and he opened up his clip on her, and it's like he said in the interview, I didn't have to shoot the first one. But I had to shoot the second one. Mm. Yeah, I do. Then, I, I do recall that story. It was it was our uh, Bill did that story right? Like whenever he exactly, was alive, yeah, yeah. he was in the live. Yeah. I remember listening to it like at two in the morning, mm-hmm. whenever it was broadcast. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and continue. So he, well, he's got a, a map where his him and his buddies were, they sworn themselves to secrecy and they banned and he drew a map where it was at and and told they gave it to Art Bell. And said that nobody knows about this until I die. You know, I, I said, I got a family. I said, I don't want them being bothered with this. Right. Well, if you remember, Art Bell got more calls from the FBI, the Texas Rangers, uh, all this other, you know, it's, okay, there's two bodies buried somewhere. Uh, you know, we got a missing persons case, yeah. uh, a list mm-hmm. a mile long, you know. <clears throat> so I don't know whatever came of that, but I thought that was pretty interesting that you, uh, get that close to shoot one, then you got to kill the second one. Wow. Yeah, I think mm. I think I can't remember who told us about that story, but I, I I do recall I was with the TBRC and then I I stayed up late just to listen to it, 
Yeah, and, Luke and, and Rand. Yeah, what was we're it? talking about. Okay, and I remember I stayed up late, and I remember I only got like two hours sleep, and I had to go to work the next day, and it was like sucked, but uh, but I do recall that story, and he was talking about like it had three toes and all kinds of other stuff. So yeah, well, now whether or not it's all true or not, I don't know, but Art Bell was the one hanging on to the map. Yeah. <laughs> But um, let me see here. Anything else you wanted to touch on Bigfoot wise, or uh, no? I think we uh, covered everything that we we're going to talk about the Deborah Norton, and uh, I just hope it was interesting enough for you. Oh, it was. Oh uh, yeah, it was very. I mean, because like actually, yeah. you brought up a lot of stuff about Brown Springs that I number one, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. I don't. And I don't recall. And I said, man, I. I must have been sleeping or something because I think my cousin was in my ear about trying to get out of there. So, so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he was he was pretty scared. So, well, after the howl, I think the howl was convincing enough. Yeah, and then when it howled twice at us, uh, yeah, it was probably time to to move. So before he found a date with you, <laughs> no, right. he wanted him some bum. Yeah, he wanted. Yeah, he, <laughs> he wanted he wanted my uh, Harry Veloma. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Villalba, that that's, poor guy. It, that's, it's, that's, by the way, it's Hottie Villalba. I found out. That's, no, that's no, my name is not Hattie. But uh, but uh, yeah. Well, I, like I said, I hope it was uh, it was good. I, I know I had some other stuff uh, wrote down to talk about, but for the life of me, I can't remember it. Yeah, that's that's cool. I think I think that's I'm good. Eight. I think that's good. We're like we're like an hour and forty five minutes in, so I think that's we got plenty of stuff to talk about. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you have to edit it, go ahead and edit. Okay. <laughs> Kenny, thank you so much, man. Uh, hey, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on, man. I, I appreciate that. That's fun. Chris, it's nice talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's finally uh, it's it's finally great to actually sit down and and at least talk to you, so I can I can actually hear the hear the the man himself, the the legend himself. <laughs> Oh, the legend. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, there's some other stories I could tell you with Bob, but we can't do it on a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I'd, I'd love to sit down at, at, a, at a campfire and share those. So, <laughs> and this what, and Bob, let's do this. Let's organize this, and let's just not talk about it. Once this all, all this thing is is up, this shelter in place. Because I don't know if I'm going to have to join Weight Watchers or AA when this thing is done. Yeah, man, but, no, maybe uh, both. <laughs> Uh, let, let's uh, try to organize a trip up there. Okay, I know it's going to get hot hot here in June, but um, yeah, we need to try to just get a weekend. And get, uh, ask Ash, get Chris, yeah. and we'll we'll head up there. Okay, sounds and good. And we'll put we'll put we'll put Chris in a tent uh, out in front there at night, and let let us know if anything comes by. Hey, okay, hey, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. I will talk to you later. You guys, you guys take care. Right, yes, man. sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, uh, okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so that was um, Ken the Marvelous Marvel and his great stories. So Indeed. What did, what did you think? It's pretty dope. Dope, dope, dope. Cool, cool, cool. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't go anytime talking to Kenny without laughing, and that guy makes me laugh so much, and he like pushes my buttons too mm-hmm. about <laughs> about certain people. Uh, and but uh, he he's a good dude, and uh, it, uh, there's very few people in the world 
that I would spend time in the woods with. You know, you're one, Kenny's one, Tim's one, Luke's one. So, um, game on. Yeah, it's like I don't. But it's probably like five, six people that I trust enough to go in the woods with. But Kenny's one of them, and Kenny, I, I've been a lot of, a lot of, I've been like three different states with him, and we've done a. Hours and hours in the woods, and we looked at hours and hours of video, and um, we've tried different experiments, and we've talked about different things. And man, he, he could probably write a book. Uh, Should yeah, um, Tim could probably write a book. I know, I know, Luke for sure could write several books. Y'all should write a book. Yeah, we should get like a series. Yeah, like, like all tied into yep. each other. Yeah, and it's about a like a little Bigfoot lost Bigfoot. No. no. And you mean like a fictional series? <laughs> I mean, you could you could do that. You could do that. You went in a different direction than I was going, but uh, I mean, whatever. Man. Pursue your bliss, man. Right. <laughs> but um, I hope everybody enjoyed that 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 oh yeah that talk with Kenny and Kenny's got some good stories and um um I don't I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the end. <laughs> so, um, we can just go ahead and wrap it up and yep, yep, yep. and do next week. Uh, next week, uh, potentially, we might have um, the gentleman from Longview on. So that would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And you have any shout outs for anybody? Not that I can think of this week. Yeah. Shout out to my mom for doing yeah, yeah for doing yeah, the soundbite. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> So she's gonna be happy. It's like she called me earlier in the week and said, "Did you use my Did you use my soundbite yet?" I go, "No, mom, not yet." Yeah, we need to get some more though. Yeah, so I got I got a couple more. So I got a couple more for the next couple of weeks. But uh, I, I was asking you before about you know our friend about doing a soundbite like that. So hopefully, yeah, uh, we'll hopefully see. down the road he can do that for us. Yeah, so. I haven't asked him yet because I forget. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, to everybody, for tuning in, downloading uh, all the love. Oh, I forgot to mention. Oh. Very important. Very important. So, um, oh, we're, I know what it is. <laughs> we're actually, you can actually download Bigfoot Club podcast. Well, not download. You can actually ask Alexa or Echo to play Bigfoot podcast now. So, we're on TuneIn, and TuneIn is the is the uh, the supporter for Amazon Music for Alexa and Echo. So congratulations on that for us. So congratulations to us. On so um yeah. and to you. Because I I, I applied for that like three weeks ago and I didn't get an email because normally they, like Pandora, right, iHeartRadio, iTunes, they send you an email saying, Hey, mm-hmm. you've been confirmed. So now your your podcast is now available. Your RSS feed is now available. And so I didn't get a phone. I didn't get an email or nothing from them at all. So surprise. Yeah. So we can we can get that on there. So we we're actually on nine platforms now. That's so we're awesome. we're on Stitcher. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on um, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, um, Podbean. Um, am I missing one? I don't know. Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> and now yeah. iTunes, which is Alexa yeah. and Echo. So. But anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and downloading us. And um, also, I've never said this before, but if you go to iTunes, please give us five stars. So we can. Indeed. And that on Stitcher, too. You can do it on Stitcher. You can do it on iTunes. Give us five stars. So. Comment on YouTube. Yep. 
So, all right. Post on our Facebook. Twitter and Facebook. So, Bigfoot Club won on both of those. So, anyway, good night, everybody. Bigfoot Club.